welcome to LA Sky Presents Wine and Read. You guessed it, you guys. I am LA Sky. I am the hostess, and I'm also the author of the Today series. And this podcast is going to be me candidly reading to you this series with a glass of wine or maybe the whole bottle because this book is that hot, that sexy, that suspenseful, and you just go need it. So let's dive right in, go get your bottle, and let's turn it in. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wine and Read. So I think you guys kind of got, you know, the feel of this. I read a chapter, you write me in questions about it, and we talk about it. So we're going to jump right on in to this chapter two. And before I do real fast, um, if you want to follow along, this book is available on Amazon.com. It's available as an ebook, even as a paperback book. And guess what, you guys? It is free for your Kindle Unlimited subscription if you have that subscription. So go ahead, get your bottle, get your glass. I'm going to be honest, I had a few drinks before I started this. So let's dive right on in. Chapter 2, Olivia. Outside, sits the excursion we're riding in for the night. It's black with tinted windows. The driver stands by the back door, holding it open for us. He's an older gentleman, and his features kind of resemble an older version of Lawrence Fishburne. Ladies, he tilts his hat and gestures for us to climb in. The bar inside the limo is loaded. It has vodka, tequila, wine, and all kinds of juices and mixers. We make ourselves drinks, clink glasses, and head off to pick up Trisha. Let's make a toast. Maya says, reaching her glass toward us. Fuck men and party on. Tears are beginning to build up in her eyes. Jamie looks confused as she glances over at me. I just shake my head. (laughs) Go ahead, Maya, and tell her what happened. I can't seem to hold back a laugh because this whole situation is nuts. But you really do need to pull it together. You didn't do anything wrong to be the one crying right now. Yes, he hurt you, but it's not like you lost anything, I say finishing the rest of my drink. Maya and I give each other tough love, but it's our honesty to one another that keeps our bonds so strong. Plus, I don't want to hear about this shit again. I reach for the vodka and think for a moment. I better be mindful of what I'm drinking because the last thing I want to do tonight is mix my liquor. Been there, done that. Maya starts explaining to Jamie what happened as we pull up in front of Trisha's house. Trisha is outside, standing on the porch, wrapped in her husband's embrace, laughing at whatever he's whispering in her ear. Damn it, Charleston! Don't start party blocking like you always do! Jamie yells out the window. Shut up, Jamie! You just better enjoy your last night out. And stop calling me by my government name all the time! Charles yells back before giving Trisha a kiss on the cheek. Jamie rolls her eyes as she rolls the window up. I hope that's not true, Jamie says as she slumps back into her seat. Of course not, girl, I remind her. Has Brandon ever told you that you weren't allowed to have fun without him? I give her a questioning look. We all know that man only wants you to be happy. No, he hasn't. I know he's not like that. I just don't want marriage to change things, you know? I enjoy spending time with my friends, and 
Before she can even finish her sentence, Maya speaks up. And continue doing that. You have a good dude, Jamie, so don't start doubting shit now. Maybe it's the liquor that got you thinking too hard. If it is, stop drinking, bitch, because you don't have any problems to worry about. I do. Maya pours herself another shot and throws it back. Can somebody please get Trisha's ass in here so we can go? Maya's mood is one that could change in a millisecond. I guess it's the Gemini in her because my sister is borderline bipolar. Shut up, Maya, Jamie playfully says. You just focus on not answering your damn phone. We are all like sisters. We argue. We fight. But we love the hell out of one another and will go to war if needed. And with that, the door opens up and Trisha climbs in. Oh my good damn, girl. No wonder Charles was trying to keep you from leaving. I say checking my friend out. Trisha looks gorgeous. Her hair is cut into a long bob that is bouncing from left to right and hangs perfectly framing her round face. She is wearing a short, backless black dress with silver strap stiletto heels. Damn, Trish, you look good. Don't get pregnant tonight, bitch. Especially by the way Charles was looking. He gonna try to trap your ass again, Maya tells her. My sister is a trip, but we all burst out laughing because we know that has some truth to it. Trisha and Charles already have two kids. Boston just turned three and Harlem is six months. And if it was left up to Charles, they would have like five kids by now. I just hope you threw that Easter dress away, Jamie says all serious like. No, I didn't. I just put it far back in my closet for when you might need it. Trisha says, rolling her eyes and giving Jamie a playful smile. We can't stop laughing. I actually have tears running down my cheeks. I know the liquor is making this whole conversation funnier for all of us. We are all talking loudly and joking around like we always do. Trisha finally caught up with us on the drinking meter, so we are all on the same level now. As we're driving through downtown, I can't help but notice just how pretty the city is when all the lights are on at night. There are so many clubs, bars, and restaurants to choose from in this area. I just hope we make a good choice and have some fun. The driver looked up in his rearview mirror. Is this spot okay to drop you ladies off? Jamie scoots closer to the driver window. Yes, it is. Thank you. Are you going to stay around in the area in case we need you sooner than expected? Yes, ma'am. I will be parked on that side of the street the entire night. He points to his left. He gets out of the limo and comes around to our side, opening the door like a gentleman. Trish steps out first. Thank you, Victor, she says, sounding like a schoolgirl. Ma'am, he grins and tilts his hat. Once we're all out of the limo, we stand outside debating which club to hit up first. One of my clients was at that new club, Sky, last weekend, and they said the music is good and there's not a lot of young kids hanging around, Jamie suggests, shrugging her shoulders. Trish is dancing to the music that we hear outside from one of the clubs. Let's go there then, and if that club is whack, we can bar hop. Maya looks at Trisha laughing. <laughs> Hold up. I got to say this before I forget, but who said the driver's name was Victor? Trish. His name tag clearly spelled out Earl. I didn't even pay any attention to the man's name. 
Well, shit, he looks like a fucking victor to me. Trisha rolls her eyes and chuckles with his old ass. We love you, Trish. Jamie starts yelling, throwing both hands in the air. This only means one thing. She's drunk. Hell, we're all turned up. We walk in the sky, not knowing that the line would be long as shit. Oh, hell no, Maya blurts out. I'm not going to make it in these hills. Don't worry. I got this, Trisha says. She walks up to one of the bouncers and tells him something. I can tell he's listening to someone on the other end of his earpiece. He offers us our own VIP section on the house. Who would have even thought that could even happen? But it did. In the club, all you see is glowing shades of purple and blue lights. Crystal chandeliers are cascaded throughout the place. Candles are lit on the bars and tables in VIP. The dance floor is huge and shows a reflection of water dancing on it from the lights. At every corner of the club, there are large white circle-shaped bars with the bartenders positioned in the middle serving drinks. All the workers are in uniform. The waitresses have on black high-waisted pencil skirts with white crop tops that have sky written across the chest in black letters. The bartenders wear black fitted t-shirts with the name of the club written in white. We make it to our area and there's a huge U-shaped white couch and long white floor-to-ceiling lift curtains separating each VIP area. Each section is open to the dance floor. Our waitress introduces herself. Hello, ladies. My name is Tiffany. I'll be serving you all tonight. All the drinks are on the house, even top shelf. She's a cute girl with a southern accent. She looks professional. Actually, all the workers do. Damn, on the house? Jamie looks over at me, questioning all of this free shit we're going to get. Yes, on the house, Tiffany repeats, smiling. Okay, do you guys serve any food? I ask. We do, but it's only appetizers and things like that, Tiffany replies. I'll bring over a menu soon as I get you ladies started on some drinks. We give her our orders, and she is back within a couple of minutes. I'm digging this whole VIP treatment, so I end up ordering something to eat to soak up this liquor. And of course, these drunk heifers help me eat it all. Jamie is on the dance floor dancing with Trish, while Maya sits on the sofa looking a bit in the dump, staring at her phone. I scoot closer to her. Now, don't be a Debbie Downer tonight, boo-boo. We are all here for each other. So drink up, girl. We turning up. I bump my shoulder to hers, and she gives me a grin. She'll be okay. It's time for us both to start a new chapter in this book called Life. Plus, I thought I told you to power off your phone. I remind her. He's yesterday's news. Tomorrow will be better. I promise. I know you're right. So come on, let's dance, Maya says as she grabs my hand. I love the way my sister could bounce back after a downfall. She's always been this way. We all hit the dance floor because a Rihanna song is playing. We dance through three more songs. I start to get hot, and I do not want to start sweating and take a chance of messing up my hair. I tell the girls I'll be back and make my way to the restroom to freshen up a bit. The line is sort of long, and the girls in front of me are twerking and gyrating while they wait. 
One of them better not step on my feet with those high-ass heels on. As I'm looking around the club, I notice a figure standing in the far corner of the other side of the room facing my direction. I look over my shoulder to see if they're looking at someone else, but the only thing beside me is the wall. Who is that? I squint so I could figure out what exactly I'm looking at and who's looking at me. A sudden sense of discomfort sweeps over my body and has me feeling sick and nervous. Is this it? Has karma finally showed up? I think to myself. Something wet splashes on my toes and makes me look away. This damn girl done spilled her drink and of course it has to land on my feet. She immediately turns to me and apologizes. It's okay, I tell her, waving it off. I have to get my mind back to where it was before I was rudely interrupted. Once I look back over in that same corner, there is no one there. I turn around, scoping the place out, but see nothing out of the ordinary like before. As I make it into the restroom, I sit on the toilet much longer than I expected. I feel myself starting to have a panic attack. My heart rate speeds up, and I start to feel lightheaded. A knock on the stall startles me. Lady, you okay in there? I have to piss, some girl says with a little stank in her voice. Am I okay? I have to be. Yeah, I'm fine. I'll be out in a minute, I reply. I start taking deep breaths just like I learned to do in therapy. All that money daddy paid, and that's all I took from it. I pull myself together, stand up, and open the door. There, go and piss, I tell her. I head towards the bar to get a water. Hopefully it will help bring down my nerves because this club is so crowded, I can barely think. It's too overwhelming. The music doesn't sound like music anymore because the whistling noise in my ears overpower any and all background noise. My vision starts to become blurry as I strain my eyes, trying to keep them open. I seriously feel like I'm spinning in a drunk funnel cloud all alone with no control of my body that is slowly giving out on me. There's nothing I can do about it. Out of nowhere, a breeze blows over me and I'm pulled into the tightest but cherished embrace I've ever felt. Everything's happening so fast, I completely lose all strength in my limbs and collapse in this poor person's arms. I know I'm probably looking like a complete drunk right now, with my face completely buried into a stranger's chest, but I can't help but feel protected and safe. I'm also enjoying the feeling of their hands brushing up and down my back in this caring gesture. I close my eyes and take in the longest breath I can possibly take in this moment, and I'm surprised at how my body reacts to this sense of familiarity. He whispers in my ear, Are you all right? Let me know if you're not. His voice is so beautiful, deep and low, and I love the way his breath feels against my flesh. It's sending vibrations through my body, especially to my vagina. I'm truly trying to pull myself together so I can get a good look at this man who has rescued me from my pit of worry. I don't know how long I've been in this man's embrace while fighting the urge to pull back, but I have to know who he is. I step back and place my hand on my forehead, trying to regain my composure. When I finally focus on his face, 
I'm mesmerized by this gorgeous man, one that only God can make, and he's placed right in front of me. He's everything this moment has promised me. His shoulders are broad, his chest is tight and strong, and his complexion is flawless and smooth like chocolate. He is a heavenly looking man, perfect and powerful, like an angel walking the earth. He has a full beard that is the perfect length and line to perfection. And his hair reminds me of an ocean of waves, but his most mesmerizing feature are his eyes. They glow of light brown with hints of gray and green. They are very alluring. And I can't help but feel like I have been pulled into this warp once before. He's wearing a gray fitted suit with a white dress shirt that has the top button undone, showing off the strength in his neck. I love seeing a man in a nice suit. It just shows confidence, control, and screams that this man is about his business. Are you okay, sweetheart? He starts to look worried. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. I just need some water. I shake my head, trying to pull myself together. I have to break this connection. I start to turn around and walk away, but I immediately feel lightheaded again. This time, it has nothing to do with my anxiety. It's due to him. I need to get away from this man before I find myself saying or doing something that I'll later regret. Hey, you don't have to take off. Just stay close to me. I could get you something to drink, he tells me. He stares at me with these damning eyes. I should look away, but I can't break the spell. I nod my head in the grins and walk with him to the bar. He wraps his arm around my waist, and I can only hope that he'll drop his hand down just a little lower and lift up my dress and take me right here, right now, in the middle of this dance floor. Damn, I sound desperate, but I can't shake this feeling. Plus, he has me getting all hot and bothered. We move through the crowd so swiftly, like we are the only two people here. As we approach the bar, he gestures to the bartender for a water. The bartender gives him the thumbs up, and I'm drinking my water within seconds. I'm actually starting to feel a lot better. Thank you, I tell him as I lean on the bar, finally starting to feel myself again. It's my pleasure. Just glad I saw you when I did, or you might have been leaving out of here on a stretcher. He smiles, showing off his perfect white teeth. I chuckle at the thought, but I still can't seem to take my eyes off of him. I stare at him a second longer, then it dawns on me. I know you. Well, I don't know you, but I've seen you before. At the Hampton campaign years ago? I point my finger at him. Now, that day is vivid in my mind. The beard is what threw me off, but these eyes, I can never forget. Around eight years ago, my family and I attended this fancy luncheon for this up-and-coming political prospect, Christopher Hampton, who was running for state senate. This guy was one of his security guards. Chris was walking around the room doing a fake meet and greet as he approached our table. He had two men standing close guarding him like he was somebody important. My dad introduced us all one by one, and when he came to introduce me, I reached my hand out to shake his. Instead, he brought my hand to his lips and placed a long, wet kiss on my fingers. I did not like his gesture 
at all, and I quickly pulled my hand away and gave a fake-ass grin. There was just something about him that made me feel uncomfortable. When I looked over at his security, this guy was standing there clenching his jaw, and I could see the veins pulsing in his neck. He was standing so close to me, I could feel his energy, and something happened between us in that moment. I didn't know if he was angry with me or Mr. Hampton for touching me, but he was pissed. When they started to walk over to the next table, he gave me an intense stare that burned something deep in my soul. I caught his scent that was drifting by me, and I remember taking him deep into my lungs. That entire afternoon, I could feel him watching me because I was watching him too. So here we are a whole eight years later, and our paths have crossed again. So this has to be fate, right? I feel like a creep by the way I keep staring at him, but I can't help myself. He was fine back then, but damn. Fine is an understatement to describe this man now. He is divine. He gives me the biggest smile. Yes, I remember. It's Olivia, right? It is. You have a good memory. Thanks for helping me, though. Damn, he remembers my name? But the funny thing is, I never told him. Hell, we never even spoke to one another until now. It's my pleasure, beautiful. So, who are you here with? He asks, getting straight to the point. Someone clears their throat beside us, making our conversation cease for a moment. I look over my shoulder, and it's Trisha and Jamie. Hey, girl, who's your friend? Trisha asks with her eyebrow lifted. Um, I am at a loss for words. Hello, ladies. My name is David. It's a pleasure to meet you both. He's charming and beautiful. And now I finally have his name, David. That just sounds like a real man's name. A warrior's name. Oh, the thoughts that are streaming through my mind right now. He reaches out to shake their hands, and luckily, they both reciprocated. Nice to meet you, David. I'm Jamie. She looks at me, all big-eyed. We were wondering where you were, oh. You've been gone too long. Is everything okay? Yeah, it is now. I was starting to feel a little sick, but my guardian angel here appeared. I say as I look over at David. He smiles back at me, looking pleased with my response. Well, let's go sit down. My feet hurt, Trisha says as she turns around heading back to our VIP section. I look at David and gesture for him to join us. This is my second chance, and there is no way in hell I'm letting him get away this time. He hesitates. I would love to, but unfortunately, I have some business to finish up here, he says calmly. Immediately, I can feel the heat boiling in my veins, and now I'm pissed for some reason. He doesn't owe me anything. He was just at the right place, at the right time. He slightly tilts his head to the right, checking me out. Don't worry, baby. This isn't goodbye, he says as he leans over and gives me a slow, long kiss on the cheek. He must have sensed that I was upset. I lean into the kiss and close my eyes to savor this feeling I'm having in this very moment. Okay, I whisper, finally feeling relaxed because I actually believe him. He turns around to walk away and just like that, he's gone again. 
We party for a couple more hours, and by the end of the night, we're all tired and drunk. My feet are on fire. We make it across the street towards the limo, and there stands Victor. I mean, Earl. Shit. Who cares? Did you ladies have a good time tonight? He asks. Absolutely fail. Maya slurs as she climbs into the back seat. Once we're all in the car, shoes are kicked off and Maya is lying down on the seat asleep. Me, on the other hand, I can't stop thinking about that kiss David gave me. It keeps replaying over and over in my mind and I'm feeling myself getting turned on again. But most importantly, I'm just glad to finally be able to put a name with his face. Strangely, there is just something about him that has me feeling feelings I have never felt before. And on top of that, I've never wanted a man the way I seem to want him. It just feels right. The connection between the two of us is inexplicable. On the flip side, I'm nervous as hell because it all just feels too right. Trisha starts asking me questions about David. So where did he have to go? I shrug my shoulders. He just said he has some business to finish up. Hmm, very mysterious. Trisha grins. I close my eyes as Jamie lays her head on my shoulder. Well, I just want you to know you two look good standing there together. He'll find you because he looks like the kind of man who gets what he wants. Jamie reassures me. I hope she's right because Jamie has always been good at relieving my mind. You guys, that did it for chapter two. I hope you enjoyed that read. So you know what to do. Hit me up with some questions regarding chapter two. You could even go back and ask me some stuff about chapter one. I'll talk about some of that again, if you would like. So everybody stay tuned and stay blessed.